Hi, welcome to the Berry Nation podcast, where we support the bariatric community with humor, humility, and honesty. I'm April. And I'm Jason. And today we have the pleasure of welcoming back one of our favorite humans on the planet, Miss Mabel from Beyond the Sleeve Academy. Yeah. Oh, girl, <laughs> you truly are. You are one of my favorite humans ever. Every single time Thank we you. talk to you, you leave our brains broken in the best possible way because yes. you are so insightful about this bariatric journey. When we decided that we were going to focus on self-love in the month of February, we knew we had to invite you to come on this podcast because you are a champion of self-love. Thank you so much. (laughs) And you approach everything from that like hard hitting real perspective, right? I'm going to slap you with a two by four because you need to hear this, but it's so powerful. And I am looking at the show notes. So I already know what you, what you are going to say. But I can tell you, it's probably something that none of us have ever really heard before when it comes to self-love, mm-hmm. right? The, the, the title of this episode are, is The Growing Pains of Self-Love. Yep. Get ready, people. We're going to talk about the growing pains. <laughs> it is hard. It is. I mean, Jason, is. I mean, d- d- can you, Jason, can you honestly say that you love yourself right now in this moment? Um, not completely. No, mm-hmm. I second that Mabel. What about you? Do you completely love yourself? Some days I do. Some days I don't, but it's what you're thinking about it. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Have you ever wished you had a dedicated bariatric buddy to help guide you along your weight loss journey? Well, guess what? You can find that person. Patient Partner connects pre-op bariatric patients to vetted post-op bariatric patients who help and encourage each other along the way. Patient Partner helps you feel more empowered, prepared, and supported through your surgery by connecting you to a community of recovered patients so you can move forward with confidence. Click the link in our Instagram bio to learn how you can take advantage of this free service. And if you don't follow us on Instagram, you are missing out. And follow Patient Partner at patient underscore partner. I am, I am so excited. Before we jump into the conversation, I want to let our listeners and our watchers know we're going to mix, mix things up a little bit uh, today. We have had some amazing voicemails come in to people who follow Barry Nation on Instagram. So the podcast, or they watch us on YouTube, and they've left us some voice message comments where they are sharing some tips and tricks with us about their own self-love journey. So listen to the very, very end of, of this podcast episode to hear these amazing women share kind of little bits of their own self-love journey. It's extremely powerful. We're so thankful for those messages. Uh, and I think that you're really going to get something out of that. And I just want to let everybody know too, you can call in, you can leave us a voice message. It doesn't have to be tied to any podcast episode. It could be a question that you have. It could be something you're, you're thinking or wondering or something you're struggling with. It could be something you want to celebrate along your bariatric journey. All you have to do is head to our podcast homepage, which is www.anchor.fm slash Barry Nation, or you can go to the link in our Instagram bio and you just head right there. There's a little button that says, leave a voice message. It's amazing. We would love to hear from you because we really want to start incorporating more of our own voices into this podcast, right? Community is treatment and speaking our mind on something that we are living through is such a powerful tool that we can use to kind of move throughout our journey. So I just want to let you guys know, let's listen to the end. That's awesome. 
oh, I'm so excited. I mean, I've listened to them probably five times at this point. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we are so smart. People- You are so this, smart. <laughs> we are so smart. People in this community are just brilliant. The, the, my, my Weight Watchers coach, when I was a Weight Watcher, he would leave every single meeting or coach or whatever they called them now, right? Session. He would say, apart, we're smart, but together we're brilliant. And I was like, oh my God, it is so true for the bariatric community. It is. We, so many perspectives, so many gems. Once we're all together, it's great. Right, it's great. Mm-hmm. All right, friends, so, so let's do it. Let's just dive right into this conversation. What do you guys think? Let's do right. it. Let's do it. <laughs> all right, all right, Miss Mabel. So the very first question that is coming your way is what or where does self-love come from? Okay, I love, love to answer this question because once upon a time, I also believed that self-love came from external things out in the world. Like the main thing was once I lost the weight, then I was going to automatically feel self-love for myself because I didn't believe that was available to me right now, but I'm about to change everybody's lives. You you ready? (laughs) Self-love is a feeling. The way we generate feelings is by our thinking. So the way to have self-love is by having loving thoughts about yourself, which means that that is available to you right now. Not when you hit your goal, not tomorrow, it's available to you right now if you want to go have loving thoughts about yourself. Um. Okay, so you're telling me that I could just tell myself that I love myself and that is practicing self-love. Yes. Like, think about it. Say, tell yourself right now, I love, I love myself. Say something loving about yourself now. Let's just do that exercise. Um, can I pass, Jason? Why don't you go ahead and say, <laughs> say something. Hey, no cheating. <laughs> We're going to go through this. Yo, I'm telling you, April is the pass queen. She's like a quarterback <laughs> with all the passes she does. Hot potato. Um, I I will take this one just because I know how how icky it makes her feel. Um, it uh no, I, honestly, I could say that I love that I'm still trying, that I still wake up every day and I fight the fight because I'm not ready to give up on my bariatric journey in any way, shape, or form. I may not be exactly where I want to be or where I thought I would be at this point in my journey but I know that I will get there because I'm determined to continue this fight. All right, so how does that loving thought about yourself feel? Like when you said that, how did that feel in your body? It felt great. I mean, it actually was a warm feeling rushed over just because it was me kind of generalizing and, and, and speaking those thoughts into existence. Like I think it sometimes, but it's not until you actually sometimes just speaking it out makes it feel a lot more real and you can actually hold on to it if you're speaking it into existence. So it just kind of gets you on the path to kind of making that come true. You're not even on the path. You are experiencing self-love. It's just, you have to keep doing that again and again and again. Like we say, oh, I'm, I'm in the path of self-love, but you could, you just had a self-love moment. It wasn't a path. It's just practicing it over and over again. And I know some people are listening to this and they just want to like start arguing, stop fighting, but I'm ready for it. Girl, I was going to say like, oh, I'm, I'm about to come. I'm about to come for you. Okay. <laughs> but it is so, that is, 
like, okay, you always break my brain. Well, it is, but it isn't because it's, it's so very simple. And it's what we talk about often in other facets of our life, right? Like you're not a bad bariatric patient. You are doing the work of bariatric surgery. Like every time you make a decision or a choice that's aligned to your goals, you are living that life. So you're just Mm -hmm. applying that exact same thinking, that truthful statement to self-love, um, Right. And, and I think and it's the best, well, the best part about it that you hear Mabel say over and over again is it's practicing self-love. She didn't say you're going to master the skill of self-love. She said you're going to practice it. So continuing to do it on a daily basis is practicing self-love. So mm-hmm. it's, it's just a practice. You've got to continue to do it to get better at it, to get to be the best at it. And already, Mabel, in your own definition, when I ask, like, do, do we love ourselves, right? It, we don't have to love ourselves fully or completely every single moment of every day. No. We, 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 we have these peaks and valleys. Well, and I guess it's just like any relationship that you have in your life, right? Like some days you are more loving or attracted or more angry or, you know, whatever that emotion is towards people. So I guess it would make sense that you could have the same feelings for yourself. Right. And it's being okay with the negative and positive of loving yourself. Like some days you're just not going to, but knowing that it's because of your thoughts, it's not because your life sucks or something is wrong with you. It's just, you're having thoughts about yourself that's stopping you from experiencing self-love and that's okay. Like you have total control of it. And it doesn't mean that you hate yourself. It's that Sometimes our brains like to think crappy thoughts about ourselves, trying to protect us for whatever reason. Which makes no sense because why would your brain want you to think these negative, horrible, well, I guess I just answered my own question. I mean, it's, that's, that's your happy place. That's your safe place. That's the place that, that allows you to not change, to not move forward. Right. We've done that so long in our own lives that by saying those negative things to ourselves, that's actually more comforting than saying something loving or positive. Right. But it's because it's programmed to think those thoughts. It's not saying like, oh, we should think bad thoughts about ourselves because let's hate ourselves. It's doing it because that's what is always done. So now when you're saying something loving to yourself, your brain is like, wait, what are this is different. This is not what we say to ourselves every day, what's going on. It doesn't comprehend what we're saying. It's just seeing that it's something different. Did I see well, that correct? Yes. Yeah, no, you did. But the, the, the thing about that, what, what you're saying, it makes exact perfect sense. And April passing on the exercise a minute ago, because she'll be the first one to tear herself down if she thinks anything other than she nailed something perfect. She's quick to tear herself apart. Mm-hmm. She was quick to pass on the exercise and did something better. We because, see you, girl. Mm-hmm. But, that, but that just shows you even the strongest, most you know, dedicated and and you know, people can be this way and have a hard time practicing the self love, but they'll be quick to practice the negative thoughts. Like right. just because that's how we're pro- like you said, we're programmed, we're used to it. That's just how we've always been. Right. And that's okay, right? That's part of this journey to like change that ratio of like talking to yourself in a negative way and talking to yourself in a positive way. It's part of it. Is, is self, because like, I, I mean, like I, I think personally, Mm -hmm. I can say some kind things to myself, but to verbalize them publicly is difficult for me. And 
I don't necessarily know why. I think I think I think I think that I'm like oh, I'm bragging or I'm boastful or I'm you know I don't I that you know that that's what's going on in my head. But mm-hmm. what just popped into my head though is I don't have a hard time saying you know I'm really proud of myself for X Y Z. Is is being proud a form of self love? It is, and it's a part of self love that you are okay with expressing because probably you've done that many times right and that could be because you are attributing like your self-worth to like your accomplishments that could be a little thing going on right oh, oh that's not a little thing yeah that's a big thing yeah Jason yeah uh, you're just all you're all just the things. so it's easy for you to be like oh I did this accomplishment I'm so proud of myself I'm amazing but then to just be amazing because you just exist you're just like ah! What is that timeout? Because you, you never practiced that. Yeah, you found the key that fits the lock right there. That's and that's okay, right? It's time to explore why is it that your existence right now isn't enough for you to just be in love with like yourself. I hate you both so bad, so much right now. <laughs> I hate you so much right now. Don't Get the numbers, people. Feel, <laughs> Tell us how that makes you feel. <laughs> just lay down on the couch back there we'll talk about it. Yeah, just go lay down on the couch let's talk <laughs> no let's not let's not <laughs> but no, that's, that's totally not. okay and I know that a lot of viewers right now are just like thinking the same thing I I had to go through it as well like I feel like I'm a little bit better like I'm way better at it I'm not gonna lie but in the beginning you know like there was a point where I was <clears throat> sorry I used to like look at the ground I met like I didn't make eye contact with people there was a moment where I thought I couldn't make eye contact with people and I would look in the ground and walk it was crazy like I didn't think I was worthy of looking at people in the face to talk to them like this levels this this thing and it's okay well there's another it's, side it's, it's kind of like what we're you know what we talk about with you know practicing and celebrating the small wins get the one thing the easy win out of the way that you can nail so for april to start hers is being proud of accomplishments so that's her beginning and once she gets really good at speaking those things into existence she can move on to a next step which can further you know further the journey for her it's the same thing with myself and other people out there that may be the same way i know my wife is is you know goal driven like april is as far as accomplishments and professional accomplishments and things like that and so, I mean, they, you know, there is a, a huge faction of the people I'm sure that that listen to us that have that same situation going on. And that's, I mean, it sounds like that's what you would say is practice whatever the smallest thing you can, you know, practice self-love with whatever you're comfortable with doing. Mm-hmm. Just start there because at least that's better than the negative thoughts taking over. Right. And that just, I, I have to say something real quick. If you, have you guys been overweight all your life like me? Okay. So no, you haven't been overweight. Okay. I, uh, I, I wasn't, I actually, I, I was kind of a chubby kid, but once I started growing tall, I grew out of it. So like when Sarah and I got married in 2001, I was six, four with 225 pounds. So, I mean, I was not, I wasn't overweight at all, but then the medical problems and stuff happened around 2007 and I started gaining all my weight. And then from, so since about 2007, yeah. Okay. So one thing I wanted to point out is that if like for me, I couldn't be proud of myself because 
I wasn't proud because I could never be happy with being overweight. So the only way I could feel proud of myself is going out there in the world and doing things. And then I, that, will, that will like validate that I was amazing, but it was never like, oh, just because I exist, because I didn't think, I'm like all this time I'm talking shit to myself, like, oh, you can't lose weight. You can't fit in clothes. You can't do this. You can't do that. You're not beautiful. Like, why are you so weird? Like, why are you overeating? Imagine that. Of course, you don't know how to like talk to yourself. Oh my God, dude, that we, we are twi- I, I feel so connected to you. And at the same time, I feel like you personally called me out, <laughs> but it's so true, right? That yeah. I, I, you know, I, I always grew up feeling like I never fit in from, from no, nobody's fault, but it wasn't anybody's fault. That's just what I felt, right? I was different. I'm a tomboy. I don't like girly girl things. I was tall. I was big. I had breasts at a very young age, you know, like everything was just weird with me. I didn't fit any mold, Mm. Uh, you know, and then I got called out in a class in high school. Somebody made fun of me because I was smart. I know that sounds ridiculous, but just kids. Right. But there was one more reason that I was like, eh. so I just, for whatever reason, you know, my brain just embraced that. And it was like, well, I'm going to prove all these people wrong and I'm going to achieve, achieve, achieve. So then that drug, that desire on top of, I grew up in a very goal or achievement orientated family, right? We had goals, we set benchmarks, you, you worked hard to achieve them. And when you got there, there was a celebration and good job. But then the next day it was, so what's next? And you're like, mm, okay, like turn and burn, turn and burn, because there's always something that I have to achieve. Mm-hmm. And I guess it just equated to me that, right. There's just, I, I can take a moment to be proud, but there's always something now that I have to achieve next. And when I do achieve these big things, it's like, cool. Okay. Okay now, but, but this isn't right, or this has to get tweaked, or this is version A, and now we're on to version B, and, you know, or next degree, next this, I mean, I got four pieces of degree paper hanging on my wall. Right, because that's not a true validation of self-love, because that changes constantly. You're never going to feel complete or done, ever. No, no, it's that arrival fallacy, which we've talked about often. And, and I feel like I have done a lot of work to, to, to be striving for a feeling, right? Like, what do I want my life to feel like? And, and I feel like that's good, but I do know that the self-love piece is missing mm-hmm. and, I, and I am working on it, right? I can, I can step back and Jason, you, I mean, you have seen me grow in this area, certainly not anywhere close to mission accomplished, but you know, I can say like, Hey, I'm really proud of me for doing this, or I'm proud of us for that. Or I can take a picture of myself and I go, Oh my God, I look so good today. I'm so happy. Or I recognize myself. Um, you know, I made a good food choice or I'm not going to beat myself up over eating whatever it is that I chose to eat. So mm-hmm. I guess for me, yeah, that the self-love and proud that, you know, I can be proud. And if that's a form of self-love, then Okay. Then, then I no, no, you, you've done tremendous in just the, you know, the, the two years that I've known you in, in the growth area of that, because, and, and this community has a lot to do with it because mm-hmm. it's the more we help people, the more we surround ourselves with not only the support that we give, but the support we receive. 
and from all the amazing conversations we've had over the years with people like Mabel, who have brought these things to our attention. And every time you have one of those mind blown moments, you have been good enough to store that away. Like not only do you take you know, crazy amounts of notes, like this is a lecture class, but <laughs> on top of that, you retain a lot of it and you use that. Like when you talk about to other people about building a toolbox, you're only speaking from experience because you're doing exactly what you're telling people to do, which is another reason why you connect so well with everybody in our community because you're bringing your experience to them and telling them this is how you can get past doing, you know, whatever it is you're doing, because this is how I did it. So you really practice more forms of self-love than you know. It just looks a little He's such a hype man. I love it. Dude. Well, and and that, you know what, what also popped into my brain is like, you know, when I'm struggling, I used to keep that in, right? That was just like, nope, I never struggled. This is fine. Everything's fine when like the world is burning behind me. Mm-hmm. And I've really learned throughout my bariatric journey that to say I'm struggling, here's how I'm struggling. And to not feel guilt or to not feel shame about my struggle, that's a form of self-love. Mm-hmm. It's compassion. Right? It's compassion. Okay. So now this is starting to make a little bit more sense in my brain. So self-love is not just these like flowery statements of like, oh, I love you and you look great. It's compassion. It's pride. It's it's like a whole experience. Like it's a relationship with yourself living a human life. Like and not and knowing that you're not perfect. It's it's just an experience. If that's the only way I could I could express it. Well, but actually you you label it as a relationship makes a lot of sense because it takes just like any relationship, it takes nurturing, it takes you got to make it grow, you got to tend to it like a garden, like there's things you can do mm-hmm. to keep this, uh, you know, a fruitful relationship, even if it is just with yourself. And right. that comes with things like positive statements and really, you know, taking care to, you know, think about yourself as a person external person almost like mm-hmm. you would someone that you're in a relationship with you know you need the care the love the compassion you need you know these mental health days and things that we love to take so much that's not just so we can you know not go to work one day and get a pedicure and whatever else it's legitimate time for you to get away remove yourself from because your body knows like hey shit's about to go back like if i keep going the way i'm going we're not gonna we're gonna shut down And I know that if I keep, you know, I can't keep going this way. So let me take a step back. That's, you know, you're doing that for yourself. So you're practicing that in the, you know, in in the same vein. So there's lots of different ways you can go about nurturing that relationship that are only going to help, even if it doesn't look the same to every single person, because it's not going to just like your house, you know, just like your relationship with your spouse isn't going to. Right. And learning how to do that through the different life circumstances that are gonna come your way, which is gonna be always a different obstacle. Even while you're evolving, when things happen in our human experience, when bad things happen, learning to love yourself, even when everything is burning down and having your own back, it's a practice. And that is, uh, that, that is hard to do. That is really hard to do. And yeah. 
it's it feels almost impossible at times which is why like i mean the more that we talk i'm just like oh my god like this it really is painful right i mean like just in the 15 minutes we've been talking i'm like oh my god i've already been uncomfortable i don't know how many times i've already been like i nope i'm not doing this like i'm nope bolting i don't i'm not going to answer this but you know this is where this is where my work lies right this is your growth this is yeah Yes. And growth is uncomfortable and it's painful and it's icky and it doesn't feel good. And But that's where the growth happens. You put the work and you've put the work in in so many other places that you know you're going to end up putting the work in here too. And yeah. it's going to work for you in the best way. It's just going to take some time because this is unfamiliar territory for you in a lot of ways. And unfamiliar like vibrations in your body, the feelings that you feel, you want to run away from it. They're just vibrations right now. Being uncomfortable because you're safe right now, right? Nothing's really going on. It's just the vibrations. That is what's making you feel uncomfortable, like what yeah. you feel in your body. Yeah. No, it's it's definitely, it is definitely uncomfortable. This is not, this is not my happy place. I mean, I love you, Mabel. This is not my happy place. <laughs> these, these emotions, like I, I really operated for still to this day. I do not have feelings. I do not have tear ducts. I am a robot. Like I am a Terminator sent from the future to support the bariatric community. I just, it's right. But it's, but it's painful, but I do know that the work that I'm avoiding is exactly the work that I need to do. So you have, you have shown some light on, on that. And it's interesting because I thought that I had a, a good understanding of what self-love is and how I practice it in my own life. Clearly I do not, right? There is some, there, there are some big areas there, not insurmountable, but, oh, it is, Mm-hmm. Oh. But I guarantee you, you're not the only one. I'm sure you're talking to a very large faction of people that feel the exact same way. Mm-hmm. And them getting to witness you in an uncomfortable state now, but also seeing the growth that's going to come from this is also going to help them to know that it's not insurmountable for them as well. Right. Oh and normalizing it, like normalizing this growing pain in every area of our journey, especially self-love, because we're thinking, oh, I feel horrible that I'm trying to love myself. Something is wrong with me. No, it's exactly what you're supposed to be feeling because you're stepping into somebody else. You're evolving, you're growing. This is great pain. It's like working out and getting toned up and getting a muscle and you have to, you have to feel pain. This is it. Yeah. It's a beautiful pain. Uh, I just she's all like <laughs> all, she's like what are you talking about for all of you that normally listen only I implore you to watch the YouTube playback of this just to watch <laughs> April crawl out of her skin probably for the first 30 minutes of this podcast if not longer than that it's the best oh. worst thing ever this is I so mean, fun Oh, good. Yeah, fun. So fun, friends. So fun. <laughs> but, you know, I've, I've been, I've been, you know, I, you guys know, I've, I've worked with a therapist for years now. I started working with Rodolfo and he's really been 
on me about my limiting beliefs. And I know that this self-love blockage is linked to those limited beliefs, right? There, there's a lot of reasons that this self-love journey um, has growing pains and, li and limiting beliefs is, is one of them because we just, we get this thought in our head of like, I can't, or I'm not, or I won't, or I, and there's really no reason for that. So overcoming that belief, really acknowledging like, is that really true? Like, what is an actual true statement, right? That is, that's hard to do. And that's also painful. Mm -hmm. Yes. So Mabel, what are, what are some other reasons that getting to this place of self-love is so painful? One of the things that I like to talk about is when you start the journey of self-love and you start changing things and trying to align yourself to this person who loves themselves, you, then you're going to have people outside of you who's going to see these changes and they're going to feel something. They're going to perceive your actions in a way. And what I tell my clients and I tell anybody who comes up to me and like talks about this is you have to know that people create their own emotions with their own thoughts. Like you loving yourself is not scarcity for anybody. Like everybody could equally love themselves. Everybody could feel this, the love within themselves. And just because you love yourself, it doesn't lessen anybody's self-love or whatever they're, they're feeling. Like you can't make other people feel uncomfortable because you love yourself. And that stops a lot of people from like stepping into who they want to be because they think that they're going to make others feel bad because they're not in that journey. But that's not your problem. That sounds bad, but it's true. It's really none of your business. And the more love you have for yourself, the more it spreads. And then people feel comfortable to, to love themselves as well because they're like, oh, this is available to me too. Like you're inspiring other people to love themselves. So that's one of the things. I think let's, let's process this. <laughs> well, oh God. Oh, what happened? Don't talk to me. It's, um, you know, what, what I envisioned in my brain is that I instantly worried about like, well, if I, so, so let's say that my, my life is, is multiple beakers and they're filled up with different liquids, right. At different levels. Mm -hmm. And if I took all of these beakers and I poured them into one giant one, that's going to equal my life. Right. Well, if I have these individual beakers and I'm pouring more into my life, I'm pouring out of something that I'm giving to somebody else. So I worry. I'm out. Is that true? Or is this a limited belief? Is this a fact or is this so, something that you're thinking? Yeah, basically you have to think about when you are proud of yourself for doing any of the accomplishments that you've done in your life, did you feel like you shorted anybody else's love or feelings for you by saying, I did really good by nailing that last degree that I got? Did you feel like anybody else was like, well, shit, now I can't love you because you loved me. You loved yourself. Now there's no room for me. Like, son of a bitch. Like, I don't think it really goes down. <laughs> but I hate you both. Why would you think that? Like, let's really, why would you think, and this is from a place of compassion and love for yourself. Like, yeah. why would you think that if you poured it all to yourself that, what exactly did you say? I want to use your exact words. Well, I, I, I worry that 
you know, I, I, I view my, my life energy, right. I view what I have to give to myself in the world as like, you know, beakers, right. And, and beakers are, they're filled with this liquid and this is my, my life's energy. Well, mm-hmm. I only have so much liquid. So if I want to pour more into mine, it's got to come from one of these other areas of, of my life. And, and I, I don't want to take away from anybody else's life. I don't want to, you know, diminish what I, what I, I don't, I don't want to take value away from their lives because in my brain, I think, well, if I take something, if I, if I want to add value to my life, I don't have any extra. So I have to take from, it's just that it's, it's. But you called it energy, right? You said your life's energy in these, in the beakers. Mm -hmm. So energy is what? What is energy as a, as a resource? It's a, it is what kind of resource? I don't know. Energy is a renewable resource. So when you take your self-love days and you take yourself and you have one of those days where you sit back and you practice self-care, which is another thing we've talked about, you refill your cup, then you can distribute the love to yourself and others as a renewable resource. What if all the beakers could be equally full? Like, it's like you're making things up with your brain. Like, how much energy does a beaker need? Do you know this? Or are you just like making up things? This is very scientific, Babel. It's very <laughs> scientific. I've got this down to the milliliter in all of my beakers. Right. Like, what if all the beakers could just be full? Like, how much energy? It's like you're making yourself tired with the way you're, you're painting the story of the energy. Totally made up by you, which is okay. And it's beautiful for you to see. It's not a fact though. Like it's a thought that you're having. It's not like a fact. So you're telling me no one else thinks of their life as beakers and liquid. Wow. I'm shocked. Not everybody. I won't say say nobody. I I will not (laughs) say nobody because I'm sure there's people out there like, I thought about it like that too. But I bet nobody thought about having all the bitches equally full. I bet nobody didn't think about that. Right, because my thought is, if my if I use your beaker example, if my beaker is full, then I'm gonna have so much to give everybody. But if I'm taking my energy and I'm giving it to to everybody, then I can only give people just a little bit of of my energy because I'm spreading it out too much. But if my beaker is all the way full, superpower, I can just be everything to everybody. If that yeah. makes sense, yes. That yeah, makes sense. If, you're, if your beaker's full, you can top everybody off. And yeah, so you still have stuff left. If, so beaker, just, if you, you pour everybody else's beaker full, then you got nothing left to give. Like, why does your original energy have to be given to people? Does that, that make any Like, why, why can't your beaker be full and then from there, you assist people? Oh, I... Because technically, that's what we tell people every day, or every time we record this. You can't pour from an empty cup. You got to be all of No. The yeah. 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 I mean, I guess I, I. Do uh, so you want everybody's beakers to be full like yours? You think yeah. it's unfair? Yeah. I guess I just want things to be equal. You know, I, I'm, I, I. It's just, it's hard for me to people, it's hard for me to see people suffering. It's hard for me to see like injustices. It's it's hard for me to see somebody needing help knowing that, oh, I think I can help that person. Like, 
oh my gosh. And, and I'm getting to the point where I can say now, oh my gosh, I need help. And when I say that, it's like the ninth cavalry of the United States Army comes in full force to help, right? So I, I, I get that back. But I guess I just, I really worry about like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't want to take from anybody to, you're not, I don't want to, yeah. I'm going to stop it right there. And also what I was going to say, wait, I lost my thought. Darn it. <laughs> totally lost my thought. It'll come back to me. But, but yeah, I mean, that, and that's the thing, like oh, you man. said, any, anytime you're, you come and said that you needed help, you know, you get that help, but you also, like Babel said, by, by not only learning to love yourself, but also practicing that and showing other people how it's done, then everybody's beaker can be more full by themselves to begin with. So they need less from other people. So if we can spread that message, then everybody's beakers begin to fill. Everybody needs less. So everybody's expending less and they have more to get. Yes. And I remember I was going to say, what if you changed the way you looked at it? Like people aren't struggling. People are just going through their life experience, right? So it's all part of everybody's growing pain. Like you're not, just because you're not helping them at that moment doesn't mean that they're suffering. They're really just experiencing their human life, just like you are. And when they're ready to get the help, they're gonna go get the help. Like it's not your job to rescue everybody. April was like, what are you talking about? I want to be serious. Like, but wait. <laughs> like, time out. What is the what is, I did not, not sign computing. up for this. <laughs> not computing. <laughs> it is not your job. I and I and I do acknowledge that. I, I do acknowledge that. I, I've gotten really good at when when people when people come at me and they want me to 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 hold their own baggage, I'm real quick to be like, oh actually that's not mine that is yours i'm gonna let you handle your own baggage because that's not mine right um yeah but i just you know i i think part of who i am at my soul it's why i became a teacher it's it, it's tied up with a lot of things right like i i want to help i i want to be of help i want to be of service i i want to be a force for good in the world um and i can see now how that could be a little bit detrimental to my own because if i really do have that limiting belief of you know well if i practice self-love or if i fill my own cup i'm taking away from my ability to help others that's that sentence sounds icky like it'll bring uh what type of feeling would that bring for you like <laughs> yeah it's probably constant anxiety and worry and it's probably why i haven't slept in 15 years and yeah, I mean, instead of saying, instead of saying, when I take care of myself, when I show people what self love is, like, that's the way I'm helping people like you are inspiring people to be in self love by being in self love yourself. That's also a way that you could help people be an example, which you are I'm not saying you're not an example. We're just talking about this little area. Like, oh, yeah, no, no, I. Yeah. Uh... Good Lord. Yeah, we, we, we treat baggage around here like the airport. Don't leave your bags unattended because uh, we don't play that game around here. We, we don't carry anybody else's bags. You can't touch them. Just like at the airport. Nope. Well, and then, 
And, and I can also see why this would be super uncomfortable because if you commit to like making these changes and then all of a sudden people are like, what are you doing? Like, oh, you think that you're all that in a bag of chips, right? Then all yeah, of a sudden like, you're like, oh, just, she just, she lost 10 pounds. Now she thinks she's on top of the world now. Look how she treats us. Right? Well, so and, and she doesn't have time problem, for us. That's the problem is because we get as heavier people, we put ourselves in a role where we allow others to, as April said, we're, we're, they're taken from our beaker without us even knowing it. They're siphoning our energy and they want to keep us in a certain area of the friend zone because that's where we belong. But once we start realizing that we know better, and this could be anything, this can be relationships, marriages, friendships, work, any of these relationships that you have, you start realizing, you know, hey, I'm kind of getting the shit into the stick here and I don't appreciate it. Like I'm worth more than that because now I'm starting to see myself as a valuable person where I didn't before you then start to speak up about it. And then people want to be like, Oh, Oh, now, Oh, you changed. I don't like the way you're coming at me now. Everything's been fine so far. Like you'd ever had a problem before. No, you're right. I didn't, but I also didn't have any self-worth. I didn't place enough value on myself to know I deserved better, but now I do. So there needs to be some changes. I mean, these are tough discussions you're going to have to have, but like we always say, tough discussions, they're hard. Like they're tough discussions for a reason, but they don't kill you. All they do is serve to make you better. You had to have a tough discussion to have the surgery to begin with to get where you are now. So having these other tough discussions aren't going to do anything but better your life for the situation. Is it going to be hard? Yep. Is it going to, I mean, is it going to suck? May, are you, is your circle going to get a little smaller? Maybe. But you've got two choices. You can either make it better for yourself and for those people that want to be around you. Or you can continue to shrink back into that area, you know, into the back corner where you didn't want to be in the first place and just continue the way the, the way things are. But you're going to be miserable doing it because you're not that same person. Anymore. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Um, another thing I want to say is that humans overall, like we do not like change. So even though your change is beautiful, people don't like change. It makes people feel uncomfortable. And it will also show things about themselves. Like if they see you going to the gym now, if they see you eating healthy, they see you making all these changes, that might trigger something in them like, oh, wait, I have goals. Why haven't I achieved it? It's so many reasons. And sometimes it's not malicious. It's just people just do not like change. People don't like to feel uncomfortable. And when people really believe that you are the reason that they feel uncomfortable, they'll try to like, stop it immediately yeah. but when people realize that they're the ones that create their own emotions then this world will be a better place but people are not going to know that so you're going to have to deal with the drama well i mean it's you know we, we we have to get to the to to that point just like what as you said like i'm not responsible for your reaction to to my change like if you can't deal with with what i'm going through then that's on you that that isn't on me and, and that's just a reflection of, of, like you said, how uncomfortable our personal change can make others because now all of a sudden we're the outsider, right? Like, well, we, we broke the group norms or the group protocol somehow by making a decision to do something differently. And then, you know, like you said, people are like, oh, well, if she did something or he did something, then I guess I could do something too, but I don't want to do anything. I, you know, I can, or I don't, or again, those limiting beliefs, right. Come up into their, into their own lives. But if we constantly focus on what other people think of us, then we ourselves will never change, right? Because we're trying to live up to their expectations of us. We're trying to live 
right up to what they believe we we should be so we're going to remain stuck and if we want to move forward we have to let go of those beliefs and, and we just have to do us right I, I i don't know how many times i've said this in the past couple of months it seems like often but I'm always just like, okay, well, I, even to myself, I got to put my blinders on. I have to not worry about what other people are doing, what other people are saying. I just need to focus on what I know I need to do and move forward towards that goal. Because this is just noise that's, right? If I'm constantly looking here and there, I'm not actually looking at the road ahead of me. I'm not walking on the road, right? Or I'm looking this way and I'm going to I'm gonna fall off the road, all of these different places. And you know, I just, for, for so long in my life, I felt like, you know, the yo-yo diets and, and all of the things that I tried to live at a healthy weight was me having this goal of like living at a happy, healthy weight, but then I would get distracted, right? I'm, I'm always going like this, what, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? Instead of just doing yeah. that. One of my favorite quotes is um, what other people, the other people's perception and opinion of me are none of my business. And it's not even true, their perception. Yeah. It's not even the truth. Yeah. No. Oh my gosh. Everybody has a different perception of you. Like I have a different perception of you. Jason has a, we all have a different one. There isn't a truth. That sounds so weird, but it's the truth. Like there isn't one. And the only one that really matters is yours. And if, and if I'm, talking truths to myself that are limiting or are not supportive or are not loving, then I'm, I, I'm, I'm not doing myself a service at all. No, it's like I always say, whether you tell yourself you can or you can't, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. And how boring to like live your life um, under other people's, like what other people are going to think. Like, this is like your, video game I, I love the video game analogy i don't care i was saying but this is like your video game like you get to play the game of your life do whatever the hell you want to do right it doesn't matter what other people have to say it doesn't matter what other people think about how you're playing your game because at the end of all of this like it doesn't matter what other people think when it's when your game is over it's over and it doesn't matter it really doesn't and I think I always, like when I'm about to do something that I think people are going to judge me for, or they're going to think I'm weird. I think about that. Like when my game is over, it's not going to matter that whoever thought I was being a weird, whoever thought I was being weird or whatever, their opinions are not going to matter. Like all I could do, I don't know if we get a summary after this game of life, but all I'm going to think about is that I did, I played my, my game my way. That's all that's going to matter. Oh my God. Yeah. How annoying would that be if you get to the afterlife and you look back and you go, like, oh my God, I knew what a waste. The, right. Like I knew the game should have been played this way, but I was playing it how Grandpa Bob told me to. And his way was totally wrong. Like I love right, it. And, and the way he's playing his game is totally lame. It's not even the way you want to play. How annoyed, how annoyed would you be? Oh, I and you looked at that summary and you weren't even playing your own game. You're just giving the remote control to other people. Yeah, it's too much power to give away to let other people control. Yeah, to, to give the controller to somebody else. Like, I, I can't do it. How lame. Like, that, that's, what really, that, that's what really gears me up. And that's, what, that's, why, that's why I do whatever I want to do all the time. 
Because I'm like, I'm playing my video game the way I want to. Well, and that it's why we love and adore you so much. It's why we constantly look to you for advice and guidance. And apparently now it's why I have to hire you as my personal guru to help set me straight on <laughs> on your video game. Clearly, I gotta figure out how I'm playing this because it it ain't it ain't working. It ain't working. Oh, oh my god. My god. Well, and you know, and I yeah, I I, I, I'm happy with, I'm, I am very happy with the progress that I've made. I am not the same person that I was before bariatric surgery. Um, I, I can appreciate and I can love some things about myself that, that I couldn't before, but yeah, it's, uh, it's been painful. It, it has not been pleasant and it continues to be painful, which sometimes angers me because I think like, okay, I'm two and a half years post-op. Why have I not figured this out yet? Like what in the deal? Why am I continuing to run up against this and other limiting beliefs? But I just have to tell myself that, you know, I'm still learning how to live this life as a bariatric patient. I can't expect to have it figured out in two and a half years. I mean, my, my amazing grandparents, my grandpa just turned 91. And I don't even think he would say he's figured it all out yet. And he's been on this planet 91 years. So if I use that as a timeline, it's like, I don't have to have this figured out right now. I don't have to have it all figured out right now. I have to just keep trying. I have to keep having these conversations. I have to be open to hearing what people say when I don't want to hear it. Um, and be present. Yeah. Because it's like you're, you're, I hear you saying, like when you get there, you're here now like be present in how self-love is happening now because like I feel like a lot of the times we're always rushing to where we think we should be which we don't even know where we should be honestly like do you even know what it will be like for you to like like where are you going do you know or are you just yeah. saying that you want to have self-love oh yeah right yeah. Instead, of, <laughs> instead of like self-love today, self-love tomorrow, self-love Sunday, and just everyday self-love and experiencing self-love every day instead of like, I'm going to get there one day. No, it's happening now. Like it's happening now. But Mabel, I got goals, man. I got goals. I got, I got things to do. I got things to accomplish. I got yeah. things to build. We know, girl. We know. Uh, yeah. And your new goal for tonight before you go to bed is you have to tell yourself three things about yourself that you love. Yes. And that brings that excellent point. Like the reason why it's painful is because your brain has so much evidence of why you shouldn't love yourself. Because you gave your brain a lot of evidence. I bet if I'm like, hey, April, can you tell me all the reasons you hate yourself? You'll have a field day. We'll be here like for a whole hour, right? But then I'm like, April, why do you love yourself? You're like, eh, right? And that's why you have to like intentionally look for evidence in the world of why loving yourself is amazing. Why you should love yourself. Like you have to like constantly redirect your brain there because your brain it's gonna automatically go to that other list because that's what it's used to. Not because it hates you. It's just it's a computer program. It doesn't know the, between. It doesn't know the difference between right or wrong or what's gonna serve you or not. It just knows that that's what you do every day. That's what it wants to do. What are you doing loving yourself now? 
This is not what we normally do. This is not part of the regular programming. That's all. It's nothing personal. And I think when we, we, when we think that our brain is doing something personally to hurt us, we really think that something is wrong with us. Like we're, we're attacking ourselves. It's not that. It's just the way our brain works. It, it wants us to survive. So it stays constant. And when you try to go out of your comfort zone, it's a no-no. And that's the discomfort. It's oh, just dude. brain science. Well, and literally when you were saying that, it, it when, when I try to do these types of exercises, it literally feels like there's like some code broken somewhere. I mean, it feels like a Trojan <laughs> horse is trying to get in and every fiber of my being is like, oh, hell no. Like, nope, not today, Satan. Even though it's like self-love, self-care, you know. It's like, a lot of work. You have to, your brain has to stop to think. And it doesn't have time for that. It has to keep you alive, has to do all these things. And now you want it to think about self-love, the nerve. April the gets nerve. that full four-page read area. <laughs> She's like, oh, shit, I put the I put the wrong slash in. It's not working. <laughs> I got I oh man. Well, it, and you know, when when you were talking about like, you know, just take that time. I mean, it forces you to be in the present. And I do not live in the present. Not, I mean. Mm-mm. it's a practice that, it is a practice yeah and and I think for myself and a lot of people it it's very hard to do but I'm you know I'm really starting to see the evidence of how that is detrimental and it's and I'm not saying that that thinking and, and working and being in the present and back is bad because I don't think it is it's it's my drive it's it's you know I know where I want to go so it's not a bad thing so there a moment of self-love right okay I acknowledge that's not a bad thing Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Golf clap for myself. (sighs) But I can, I'm starting to see how that is a little bit detrimental and that I can dial back some of the future to be more in the present. Um, And I can see the benefits of that. It's like what you were talking about earlier, Mabel, right? Like our brains aren't going to allow us to do things if we don't have the evidence. And I'm very quickly starting to gather that evidence that is proving to me that is not that is not healthy. That is not the way to go. That's not going to a hundred percent serve you. That's going to help you, but it's not going to be, that's not the magic formula. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh my God. Step one awareness <laughs> is happening. So see, there's one thing down. Now you just have to do two more before you go to bed. Oh God. You guys are killing me slowly. <laughs> softly. This is amazing work, April. Yeah. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it is. And, and I'm, I I say this often and I really do mean it. I'm so thankful to have the space and the community to do this work in both privately and publicly, Mm -hmm. because the only way that I learn is by talking with other people and seeing other people, right. I'm a very visual person. I got to see that first. So, you know, I, uh, I am showing myself some self-love that by me being a little bit vulnerable and, and maybe sharing a little bit more than what I normally do, I am maybe helping others fill their own cup without right. taking from mine. Right. Mm. Breathe in, girl. Feel the vibrations <laughs> in your body. There you go. There's two. I just need one more. <laughs> I feel like I want to vomit. Oh. Good. It's working. <laughs> But the more the more you do it, the less the you're gonna feel like vomiting. It's just gonna feel like a regular vibration in your body. 
Yeah. It's just new. So you're like in shock. You're like, ooh, ooh, you know? Yeah. Oh my God. All right. Mabel, once again, you've thoroughly broken me down to build me <laughs> back up again. And Jason is just ecstatic to see it in real time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Look at that grin. <laughs> Mabel, before before we kind of wrap up, is there is there one piece of advice or is there something you really want to make sure that our listeners or our watchers take away or know from today's episode? Yes. Self-love is available to you right now. The only thing stopping you is your limited beliefs, what you see out in the world, what you think self-love should look like, or when you think self-love should be available to you. That's the only thing stopping you from self-love. And that's the work. It's totally normal that you are struggling with self-love. There's nothing wrong with you. This is part of the journey and it's not going to feel amazing. It's okay. This is mindset work, people. This is it. All right. I, if not, I'll keep going. So I'm, separate. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like a whole novel. <laughs> so that's it. Oh, well, Mabel, you are welcome to join us anytime that you would like to continue that novel. Uh, you know, I mean, truly your, your insights and your willingness to, to share and help others is what makes our community amazing. And it's, it, I mean, you saw it help me tonight. You, you saw it crack open some things that I was not anticipating getting cracked. I was not here to make an omelet. I was here to... <laughs> I was here to lead a podcast, but apparently it got deep I, in this conversation. I ain't gonna uh, lie. Uh, what's new? But that's the whole <laughs> point, right? We we, yeah. we gotta go. We gotta go deep to to figure it out. And I think I speak for many of us. We were tired of living the way that we were before surgery because it just didn't work out. So the only way to live a different life is to do things differently. And I am discovering that means every flipping thing we have to mm-hmm. do differently. Yeah. And it's exhausting, but I have yet to hit the point where I would rather live my old life again than my new life. Yeah, I, I will choose this new life every single moment, even when Mabel is cracking me open like a freaking <laughs> egg from the farmer's market. Good Lord. Mabel. Well, yeah, technically, that, technically, that's your third one for the day because you couldn't acknowledge living the life that you're living today without acknowledging the all the things that you've overcome and gotten to where you are now. Oh, well, there you go. So you're telling me I'm a high achiever because I finished my assignment before class ended. Gold star, gold star, that's it. There you go. Now I feel better. Achieved. Not to see, that's four. So that's four before you go, see? Oh, oh goodness gracious mabel my friend where can people find you where where can they connect with you and please take some time tell us about the beyond the sleeve academy okay so you can find me on instagram at beyond the sleeve academy i have a membership program where i teach women how to stop overeating and over desiring food by coaching them every week and cleaning up their amazing brain so they could go out there in the world and achieve their goals. That was a short little. <laughs> Girl, well, and clearly you've all seen it work in action. So Mabel, <laughs> Mabel is a wizard. She knows what she is doing. Uh, you <laughs> you could definitely give, give Mabel uh, a follow on Instagram, check out her website, just do all the things. M- Mabel is a gem. 
You are a gem, my friend. Thank you so very much for joining us today. We appreciate everything about you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. Well, we're going to do a little housekeeping and remember, listen, just keep listening for like another minute so you can hear the amazing self-love tips and tricks and aha moments from community members just like you. And do not be afraid to leave us a voice message that we can use in one of our future podcast episodes. Uh, Two pieces of housekeeping for us. Every Sunday, we shout out a member of our community. It's not a Berry Nation like member member. It's just a member of our greater Instagram community. We want to celebrate all of the things that you are accomplishing, or we want to celebrate the work that you're doing like me. If you're doing the work like me, you have something to celebrate. All you have to do is head to our Instagram homepage, click the link in our bio, and it's called Shout Out Sunday Submission. You upload a picture of yourself, answer a few questions, and Miss Natalie turns it into pure gold on our Instagram feed, and we shout people out every single Sunday. And if you are looking for a little bit more support in the community, I highly recommend that you also check out the Berry Nation membership community. We have support groups that are led by therapists almost every day of the week now. We have live classes that are led by people like Mabel and other experts in our community. It's a safe place to connect, learn, and grow. And you can try it out for 14 days before you make any commitment to staying a member. Just head to berrynation.com to learn more about that. Okay, Jason, you're up. All right. Mabel, we want to thank you again for joining us. As always, your time and your knowledge is invaluable. We appreciate you so much. And we, uh, and if for those of you who want a chance to meet Mabel, you can come if you have not already purchased tickets. She will be in Orlando May yes, 5th to the 8th because Advent Health and Dr. Dobick are putting on a retreat, much like the one uh, brought to you by the Bariatric Society that happened in San Diego. So if you told yourself you wish you would have been there, don't miss out. Get your tickets now because there are still some available and you can come see us and hang out with us and Mabel and many other of the people that you see and love on Instagram. Yes. Meet, your, meet your internet friends, people, because I promise you it is a connection that like you've never seen before. And uh, so, yeah, get your tickets on the society's website. You can also use the code Berry Nation. It does not give you a discount, but it does help support us and it lets the uh, Bariatric Society and Advent Health know that you want to see that you're actually coming to the retreat to see Barry Nation. So it helps us out in a way because it lets them know that we're, you know, uh, a featured speaker. So we appreciate that very much. And we also love, uh, want to just thank you guys because we love the support that we've got from you, the likes, the shares, the subscribes, all the things that you guys are doing to support us. We appreciate that so much. Please continue to do so. And just remember at the end of the day, you've got this, we've got you, and we will see you next time. Awesome. Thanks, you guys. Thank you so much, Mabel. And check out these amazing listener voicemails. I started loving myself after I gave myself permission to not be perfect all of the time. It takes space and grace, as April would say. Hello, hello, Berry Nation. This is Jess from C Dust Shrink on Instagram, and I'm coming over from your post where you asked us to share a little bit about self-love. Um, so for me, I always really struggled with being too hard on myself, with negative self-talk, um, and for a long time, active self-hate. And just if you're in that spot, just know that it's okay to not be able to make that jump from hating yourself to loving yourself right away. So what really worked for me was taking baby steps. So I started with noticing and challenging my negative self-talk, asking myself when those negative thoughts popped up, if they were true. And like, if my husband or my mom or my best friend would say those same things about me and just trying to turn those around. 
And then I focused on neutrality. So instead of expecting that right away I would see things about myself that I loved, I saw things about myself that were decent or just okay. So just take it slow.